0: Hi, this is Maria. This is Sarah.
1: And this is Andrew. And welcome to the, the Ridge, Ridge podcast.
2: podcast. All right. So, uh, welcome back to the second podcast, mm-hmm. number two. Number two, and uh, <laughs> and we're going to have a continuation of the discussion that we had last week, where we talked about uh, how to live out our faith. And this week, we're going to bring it into how to live out your faith with your family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, as we were talking about how we were going to really dive into this, we really there's so many things we could talk about, but we decided that we're going to focus our energy on, um, on families who have children in the home. And then next week, when we talk about our community and church, we're going to move into what that looks like um, if you're single, what that looks like if you are have uh, children outside of the home, if you've never had children. So we're going to really encompass everybody in that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: This is for you, families.
2: This is for you, families. So because we've really discovered that during, especially during the pandemic, um, and with the acceleration of uh, different trends, we've seen Mm -hmm. that parenting has gotten super difficult. Because now, now we're not just keeping human beings alive and helping them grow, but we're also doing it in a virtual world. Um, I mean, that's we're where just I'm trying at. to keep
1: you alive, kid. That's where I'm at. Most of the
2: time, I'm at keep you alive. You're fed, you're fed, you're clothed, you're good you're to go. Good? All right, you bathe. And, and right. half the time with Judah, it, clothing is optional. I mean, let's face it, that dude is almost always oh, yes, naked. Yes, yeah. um, So anyway, so that's where we're gonna we're gonna kind of focus our time. So what does that mean when we talk about living on our faith with our family? What are some thoughts that we have on that?
0: I would say I just want to start with a quote that I had heard. Um, I've heard this quote for a long time. But if you don't teach your children who God is, the world will teach them everything that he is not. Mm. So that's a good that's a good thought to start with yeah. Um, yeah. when we're talking about living out our faith in our family. We really want our children to know who God is. So what does that look like when it comes to media, Yeah. to Mm -hmm. TV,
2: to friendships? The consumption, right? Like what we consume.
0: Right, what we consume. And there needs to be a balance there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. So let's, um, why don't we start with talking about media?
2: Yeah. So uh, media is... I mean, it, for adults, we have a hard time handling media, especially right now. Like, with sure. everything that's happening, media can be super overwhelming. And um, from the therapy aspect, I've seen lots of kids have increased mental health issues. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Anxiety yes. and depression mm-hmm. because of what they've seen on, like, Instagram or Facebook or TikTok. And, you know, we're creating... Um, social media has so many benefits in that, like, we could do, you know, online worship. And sure. Really, right. There's lots of, lots of good things, but it's easy to slip into... Um, a complacency with media and mm-hmm. not paying attention to what our children are actually uh, viewing, um, yeah. the friendships that they have. And even for ourselves, what we're viewing, our friendships that we have, um, all of that is connected.
1: Well, the funny thing, I think, especially in youth ministry, um, we went from trying to get, get kids off of their cell phones mm-hmm. to asking them to be on their yes. cell phones. Right. And it was like this whole shift in not in ministry, but just in general, like school, um, work right. for families, right? right. Um, we went from working in offices and connecting with people and being engaged with people to everything being screen time. Mm-hmm. And so the very thing that we're telling people to come off of is the very thing that we're asking them to tune into. Right, right. And so...
0: But that uh, goes back to balance, too. Yeah. If we know that our kids are going to be on media, Especially the older kids, like sure. what you're speaking into. And my children are older, mm-hmm. 8 to 15. You know, Maria, yours are younger, so you have more control over what they're viewing. Right. Yeah. So if we're talking about how to live out our faith, and we're talking about media and TV... Um, social media, all of that stuff, then we need to have a balance in what they're viewing. And it goes back to that quote that I just said, if you don't teach your children who God is, then the world will teach them who he isn't. So right. if they're yeah. if they're on secular media all the time, right. what are they learning? Yeah. Right. I have um, my son's friend. He lives across the street from us. He... Literally, when he comes over, I ask him what his screen time is. It's 8 to 10 hours a day right. wow. on his cell phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is he viewing? Right. You know, I think about that a lot. If you're getting 10 hours of secular media mm-hmm. versus an hour on a Sunday night for youth group, right, yeah. what does that say? Yeah. And what are you doing in your home to foster that relationship with the Lord? Absolutely. Well, you
1: know, I think... Let me... um little plug in here because Uh-oh. every time my Uh-oh. screen like you ever like when your phone comes up and it tells you how long you've been on your screen yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're like oh uh, maybe yeah. I shouldn't have been on there that yeah. long because yeah. let, let's be real like not all of our screen time is geared towards you know the word and prayer oh, sure, no. sure. and worship music I mean right. maybe for some of us it is right and right. you know shout out to you yeah. right <laughs> but you know a lot of us I mean it's just, it just is what it is. And I think, you know, yeah, we have yeah. to, we definitely Find have that to, balance. yeah, we got to check ourselves. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like, um, like Sarah was saying, like, if you don't teach your kids about God, the world will teach them, you know, and it's like, it goes mm-hmm. back to the Old Testament when Moses is like, yo, like, we need to continue this story. We need to speak to our children. We need to tell them about the miracles mm-hmm. that God has performed. Mm-hmm. We have to tell them. And so the future generations Hang can know, yeah, like, right. and write it on your heart. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you have to be able to give that you know and speak to your kids like this is who God is and this right. is what he has done in my life and you will see him work in your life right. like Joshua said he's like but for me in my house we will, we will, will serve the Lord, Lord. Right. and so it's like setting that standard like no we're going to serve God in this house right. and this is who he is and this is and what and it the, looks like yes right. and this is the truth of who he is as right. well you know and there has
0: to be a consistency there too Absolutely. and I think that, that maybe right now because of the pandemic and where families are right now that consistency piece is getting missed mm. agreed
2: There, the, yes because people are so tired and so and the the fatigue that we're feeling right now is not like oh i just need to take a nap no it's like a physical yes emotional fatigue Mm -hmm. and so that is draining and so parenting is draining in and of itself we just talked about this before that like i um you know like i love being a mom but I do not like being a parent. Mm-hmm. Parenting is the worst. <laughs> so, um, and I love my kids to death, yeah. but and each one of them is different and they require me to be a different parent. Right, You have to parent
0: children differently. Right, and they right. both have
2: different personalities than I do. Mm-hmm. And so I have to change the way that I see their problems. And, um, and so just shifting back one a, a little bit here is one thing that always surprised me as a therapist When I would talk, because I did children's therapy for—I mean, shoot—for five years now. Mm -hmm. And um, but what always surprised me is when there was an issue with a child, it didn't matter how old they were. I would talk with the parent, and I would say they would always say to me i don't understand how this happened they mm-hmm. how did they know about this we've never talked about this and i said do they have a cell phone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know like especially when we're talking about sex or yeah, just access oh, to the yes. internet right and, yes. and so and i yes. remember talking to a parent who had a 6 year old and the 6 year old was um not you know was doing something that they shouldn't have been doing at 6 and um and she's like i don't understand why this is happening and i said do they have a cell phone it's
1: called youtube right, right. and so
2: because because if they have a cell phone and mm. you're not explicitly monitoring what they're mm-hmm. watching, that stuff just rotates through and they see things that they should never have seen.
1: You know, what's funny, we had a we had a sex series last year, right before the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And we're talking to students and we're in a small group and we're asking them, like, have you ever had the talk? Like, have your parents had the talk with you? Mm-hmm. And right. it's like most of those kids in 6th and 7th and 8th grade and even some of our high schoolers are like, no, like my parents are super awkward about it. We actually had students that wouldn't come because they didn't want to hear about it. Oh, right, wow. But it was like, But if we don't formulate those opinions, not formulate, like, obviously. Kids, Seek
2: into it from a biblical perspective. Yes,
1: right. and, that, and, like, yes, mm-hmm. kids are going to find it from other places and stuff like that. But if, we don't, if we're if we not the solid foundation for our children right. to come to and hear about these things, right. then we're letting them just kind of, like, learn about it from someone else. And that's mm-hmm. and that's when you get into issues of pornography. That's right. when you get into other issues because Absolutely. kids are discovering this stuff at a young age on Instagram, mm-hmm. on TikTok, yeah. on YouTube, on Facebook. Like, they're seeing yeah. this first Snapchat. Right. Yeah. right? So Let's living, not go there, right? Right. But, um,
0: so living on our faith includes yeah. Includes bringing our children in on the biblical perspective for sex and uncomfortable topics. Because, yes. again, if we as parents do not do that, somebody else, a friend, right. somebody, somebody yes. who is a non-Christian is going to tell them everything that is not biblical about 100. that topic. 100. 100. So we as parents, yeah. we have the responsibility to do that. Yeah. I and mean, then, you
1: have the responsibility to guide your family Right. You, you have the responsibility to guide your family in a way mm-hmm. that honors Christ, mm-hmm. and you can't
2: hold your children accountable if you can't hold yourself accountable. And that comes back to, you know, like we're talking about families, but it's like it's a one and it's it's I need to be accountable for myself and the consumption that I am right. having, mm-hmm. how I'm you know the friends that I choose to keep, the um, the way that. I live my life so that I am a model for my children. Yes. And then when I yeah. have to hold them accountable yes. to a standard, there is a mm-hmm. standard to follow. Well, and, and as they
0: get older, I will tell you, they do hold you accountable. Do that's, they? Oh, yes. My that's, five-year-old
2: holds me accountable. Yes.
0: Like, <laughs> that story These are that the I things just, I
1: have to look forward to. They do. That's right. yes. That story
0: I just told you about Brady's friend next door, Yeah. as we were talking about his screen time, Brady did take my phone and said, let's see what yours is.
1: Ooh. So yes, and
0: I let him because B-man. I mean,
1: if I'm going to gonna them, talk Brady. the talk, then Shout I need to, to walk
0: the walk, right? Yeah. right.
1: So that's and, a, that's got to be hard because, like, don't you feel like there are parents that will say, you know, don't do as I do, do, do as, as I, I say, say. Right. you know? And yeah. like, I know for me growing up, right? Like, so it's funny because I had this interesting, you know, way of I don't know. Yeah. So my grand a <laughs> dynamic. So I had a yeah, interesting dynamic. So like my, my grandparents went to church, but my mom didn't go to church. But my mom knew I went to church with my grandparents all the time, right? right? So if I did anything, it was always like at my mom's house. It was always, Well, you're a Christian. You're not supposed to do that. Ooh. And so it was always like, dang, well, I can't. Like you guys are doing it, why can't I? You right. know, do it like double
2: standard. Yeah,
1: like mm-hmm. it was like the Halloween thing. Like it was like my sister can go trick-or-treating. I couldn't go trick-or-treating because we didn't we didn't do Halloween in the church. Mm-hmm. Right. She can go trick-or-treating and all this stuff. But if I wanted some of her candy, it was like, Oh, but you're a Christian, you can't have that candy. That's
2: oh, interesting. Man. Yeah. yeah. And yeah.
1: so it was like always oh, like this back and forth yeah. thing. And I was like, man, right. like Well you uh, see, you too. see
0: uh, the um, the influence that that had on yeah, you. Right. So sure. we as parents, as we talk about this living out our faith, we see how important that even in the s- like smaller things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to a kid, Halloween is a big deal. Yeah. Right. But as parents, we look at the smaller things, and you see what the influences that those parents had on you or your grandparents mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. on you. You know, I look back at um, this is going to sound kind of minor. We talked about my grandmother a little bit last last week, but I remember watching her, and it never it was never a conscious thing, like thinking about her faith. But as I got older, I realized mm. how important that was. Just to watch her, I watched mm. her walk it out. We never yeah. talked right, about right. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I watched her walk it out, and what an impact that's had on me. Yeah. Right. You know. So as parents, even though maybe we're not saying the words that need to be said all the time, right. Your children are watching. Your actions speak a lot louder than your words right. do yeah. most yeah. of the
2: time. Well, and that goes into the next next piece of living out your faith in your family, right? Is your actions, right? You yeah. know, and, and closely linked with that are our words. And so, um, you know, from from a psychological standpoint our actions and our words actually do like god created us in a way that those things build uh, pathways in our brains like the more we speak into a certain topic or the more we behave a certain way we mm-hmm. develop habits yeah. we develop um, natural routines that um, so like for an example if you are a negative person the the more negative that you are the more likely you are to think negatively just as a like the first the first thought, mm. and the same that's why when we when we do therapy we do a lot of it's called cognitive cognitive behavioral therapy because we're changing the way we think, yeah, which changes the way we speak and yeah. it changes our patterns of behavior and so mm-hmm. so thinking about that in the context of our family, you know like how are we speaking life into our family in a biblical way, yeah, you know and are you are you mm. because I know. Um,
1: are you speaking life? That's important, man. Right.
2: Like, are you walking as in in? If you're married, are you walking um, with your partner mm-hmm. in your faith? Are mm-hmm. you? Is that something? Mm-hmm. Is that a dynamic that you are showing your children um, together, or is it something where there's like one one is a little bit further behind than the other? But it's you know like, is there grace in that, or yeah. is there judgment? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. You know. Um. So there's lots of our actions and the way that we speak. To our children, to our significant Mm -hmm. others, um, that's a that's a huge a huge thing. It is huge. It's a huge burden, and it shouldn't be something
0: that feels so overwhelming. Though, Mm -hmm. um, for the families that are listening, it shouldn't feel so overwhelming. Like you don't know where to start. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, when I became a mother, I was not walking out my faith at all. Right. Um, So where do you start with that? Right. And I said last week, we're going to start with taking our kids to church. Right? Yeah. Right? But consistency is a huge thing. I've noticed that. The story right. with my grandmother, watching her walk out her faith for her entire life, mm-hmm. bringing my kids to church on a regular basis, even though, you know, church is not the be all end all, but right. they it do, was a start. It was a start for you guys. Nice yeah, it was a start. And right. you see how your kids see how important that is. Mm-hmm. They actually started calling church their second home because right. they were mm-hmm. here so much. And and they loved it. They, right. I think what it is, it's really. Like when you're walking out your faith, you're showing your kids how important God is to you, how right. important yeah. your faith right. is, how much, how much Christ has done in your life. And, right. and when those routines fall away, like we talked about last week, like right. when we, our family devotions kind of fell apart, right? it didn't mean that I loved the Lord any less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just less rigid about what we were doing.
2: Right. It was like
1: trying to find a new rhythm Exactly. and knowing right. that there are different rhythms for different seasons.
2: Right. And oh, for sure. As long for as, sure. As, yeah. much sure. as your gaze is focused in the direction that you're supposed to be going, then the rhythms are just something that naturally fall into place. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah.
2: And if your kids can
0: see those rhythms, especially at home, yeah, if they see your, your, your prayer life, if they see you worshiping, if they see those things mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah. consistency is huge... Then you're doing you're you're doing what you need right. to do. I don't want it to be so overwhelming for parents that they just
1: you know my dad don't know where to start. My dad didn't go to church consistently growing up. This is my stepfather. Shout out to you, Herbert White. Um, <laughs> okay. Great man. Uh, he didn't go to church consistently, but I do remember vividly. Like, we would sit in the back of the car if we were on long drives or anything like that. Mm-hmm. He would have his Bible mm-hmm. and he'd have our daily bread. And he'd make one of us read the devotion piece, and then one of us would look up the scripture. And so, those oh. are things that I do remember. Yeah. Like, with me and my sure. sister, though, even right. though my dad didn't walk out of his faith, like, he didn't go to church consistently. And he did as he got older, mm-hmm. and he does now. Yeah. But, um, Those are things that I remember, you know, and things that stuck out to me. And it's like when I saw our daily bread, even though that wasn't something that I read consistently. Right. um, It was it was a reminder, like though this was important to him, this is important to him. It was important for him to instill his faith into his children, and he did it at a young age. And so I remember that old Ford, white Ford, in the red back seat reading a Bible.
2: That's great. Well, and so going back to what we talked about last week too, we talked about for the generational curse breaker, which holds a a special place in my heart because that's that's where like that's where I'm living right now. You Mm -hmm. know, like I grew up in the church, um, but I was never taught. It was never Fostered in me, I didn't have those positive examples. I had really negative ones, and um, and so for me, um, you know, I I actually just talked to my sister this morning, and she said to me because I told her I said, you know, we got we put a podcast out yesterday, right? <laughs> and she's like, man, it's crazy. She's like, just a couple of years ago, we used to have to tell you when you called that you were on speakerphone and to not swear all the time, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I was in the military, right? And so and and. And I said, it's, you know, looking at what Jesus has has done done in my life and the patterns that have already been changed, you know, because it was, it was bad. It was bad. Um, and uh, But that was a different life. That was a different Maria. <laughs> She's in there, tucked down. Yeah. Sergeant Maria still exists.
1: No, but I think that's important for people to see the growth in us. Oh, right. sure. You know what I'm saying? People should see a change in us. People should see growth in us.
0: And your kids will see it.
1: Yes. They'll be well, the first ones to point yeah. it out. And we
0: need to see it. <laughs>
1: yes, because you know? students... Will. Like, it's funny because, you know, even, even though my son is very young... I work with students, wow. right, and it's like they know, oh yeah, like they'll they know they'll call you out in a quick second,
2: right, right. And you want that because you want them to be thinking about it, and um, you know, what did you say uh, just a little bit ago we were talking about like walking with Jesus is not just about um like the the heavy praise and the you know it's about the introspection and, yeah, and the reflection, yeah, yeah. you know, walking out like it's not just about what we what we show um outwardly. Yeah. The hard work is done inwardly. It Absolutely. is. However, the outward is. Um,
1: it's an expression well, of what God is doing inwardly. That's, fruit. that's the word. Right. Yes. That's the fruit. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the Bible says, what by by their fruit you will know them. Right. Right. So it's like, what is the fruit of your life? Mm. What is the fruit that you're giving to your children?
2: Right. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. What are they eating?
2: Dang. <laughs>
1: Drop
2: the bomb. Hey, what he's got they? this parenting thing down. That's no,
1: right. not at all. <laughs> not at all. I tell Sarah all the time I want to be like her when I grow up. That's oh, right. He's silly. That's right. Yeah.
2: But no, but I, I think, and I'm going to speak into that just real quick too is, um, you know, we were all created differently and uniquely. And we may know that, mm. but how we feel about that in our parenting and in our relationships with our spouses or significant others, mm-hmm. um, you know, like uh, it's, that's, that's a real challenge. Like it is not, I do not feel like being a mother is easy. And mm-hmm. I know so many people who feel that motherhood is, I mean, it's hard work, but, it. but they're. that's like their jam, yeah, yeah, you know, like yeah. they were created to do that. Yep. I mean, we know, I know we all were created to do that, but it pulls at different parts of us and it triggers different things in us. Right. Yeah. Too? Yeah, for sure. And
0: so, um, we did talk about this earlier too, since Maria feels that way. There are others that obviously feel that way right. too. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, she and I have a different feel for parenting, right. you know. And I do think that if you're kind of on more of that end, if you're a parent that doesn't feel like it's real easy or it's really your jam, it doesn't mean God hasn't equipped you to do it and do it well. Yes, right. Yes. It might right. just not come as naturally as it does to yeah. to other moms. And that's okay. That's I feel like okay. I need to get
2: real close to the mic for this. You have to really lean on the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I think like even and for- And there's no shame in that. No shame at yeah. all.
1: And I think even for fathers, like I didn't grow up with the- Best father dynamics, right? Like I was raised by my stepfather. My biological father wasn't in my life, mm-hmm. and now me navigating trying to be a father is right. Right? like, all right, like there are things that I need to deal with,
0: yeah. deal with. in
1: the past yes. of like some of those wounds, that, and I'm still dealing with some of those wounds. Yeah. So that way I can be a better father to Grayson, yeah, and be able to walk with him for sure in a in a in a, in a different light, in a positive light, mm-hmm. in a in a right. in a way that I want to because okay. I want to father well.
0: And, and some in, of those things will be a lifelong journey. Yeah. And that's
1: okay,
2: you know. Right. If talk takes, to us, Sarah. It, that's, well,
1: <laughs> talk to us, please.
2: But it's true. It's, it's it, it, I think that sometimes I know for myself personally, I always get frustrated. Like, why am I still dealing with this? Yeah. you know, like why? Like I've prayed about it, I've talked about it because I've been in therapy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't be a therapist and not believe in the power right, of therapy. of course. Of so I'm, you know, and and so when I end up in the cycle again and i'm like man why am i still dealing with this Mm. and i have a hard time having grace for myself um because it would be really great if it would just be like oh i know about it okay i've talked about it no i'm just gonna let it go but that's just not how Mm. it is sometimes and so so having again it it always lose back to you as well like who are you who are your friends you know like what things are you looking at who's talking into your life to say you know what it's okay, I'm here with you. Are they speaking yeah. positively? Or yeah. Are they speaking negatively into your life? Are they mm-hmm. bringing you a biblical perspective or are they bringing you the world's perspective? Mm-hmm.
1: And it's important too, I think, especially as parents, like, because just as a youth pastor, like, mom and dad can teach you a Mom and dad should be the foundation of things, yes. but students also need other people, right. godly friendships, right. godly yes. mentors, yes. people that can also pour into them. And that's also part of living out your faith as a family. It's right. like who is speaking into us as a family? Who are some models mm-hmm. in our lives that we look to? Your tribe. As, yeah. Who mm-hmm. are people that we look to, who are people that we're pulling alongside. Mm-hmm. Like my pastor would always talk about that you should you need you need different people in your life. Um and you need people that are ahead of you. Right that you can lean on and say like, man, I want to run my race like them, like a mentor, I, mm-hmm. like a mentor mm-hmm. um, people that you just, um, look up to in the faith. You need people on the same level as you mm-hmm. that we're, we're walking together in right. this. And then we also need people that we're pulling up. Right. Like who are you pulling up to? Right. You know,
2: And, and that's, that's a really good, a really good reference point. And, um, and, you know, it used to be like the the old saying, it takes a village kind mm-hmm. of thing. Oh, yeah, it and does. I, and I think, but I think we've moved away, like, or I think that people have thought that we've moved away from the tribal mentality mm-hmm. um, because because we are in an age of isolation and we are in an age of, of digital. I think that's exposed it even more, right. how yeah. much people do need that. Well, and so now what we have a problem with is that people, they they are aware that they need this community, but they don't know how to engage in it. Uh. And so so as a family... You know, figuring out, so how do I, you know, kind of uh, develop my tribe? Yeah. You know, like, how do I, do I, have I even thought about that? Like, how, who intentionality, do intentionality, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. who do I pull in? You know, asking the Lord, like, who is somebody that could, you know, that's gonna speak into my life? Who do I need to be speaking into their life? Um,
0: um, I talked to somebody the other day that said that their daughter, and this, is, this isn't a parenting thing, this is actually goes, goes to a middle school, high schooler. Yeah. This is stripped it down the pandemic has stripped it down to where she really needed to find that tribe, that group of friends. Right. That can lift her up. That right. can um, point her towards Christ. So this has been a really good time to strip those friendships down for her because they're not in the school building. They're right. not constantly communicating together. So right. if maybe if maybe parents, if you have a child that's struggling with friendships, this would be a really good time to have those conversations right. and to help them maybe discover who would be the best to build them up to point them towards Christ. Maybe right. you know, maybe somebody in your neighborhood, maybe somebody that. Uh, well, you would know who they are, but
2: right, right. Yeah, absolutely. this would be a
0: really good time for that, for the kids, too, not just for adults, but yeah. for our children mm-hmm. to yeah, do absolutely. that.
1: Mm-hmm. And like honing, I think honing in is a, especially important in this season, like hone into like your family yeah. yeah, because you are home.
0: Yeah. Right. We've noticed a lot of that in our family. It has actually, I'm telling you, we've, you know, having a teenager, well, now two ne- teenagers in the house has been, it's been an interesting dynamic. There's been some you know, some tears and some, some hard times, but overall, man, I'll tell you what, I cherish the time I've got with the kids. It's, it's been a, it's a been a really great for my family. Anyway, it's been a really great time of connection. Yeah. We spend a lot of like time playing games and just connecting over COVID. It's, it's, that's beautiful. If you can do that and that's something you enjoy doing, of course it doesn't need to be board games, but you can do something else. Right. Board games for
2: those who, who are in love with board games and those who are not.
1: Shout out to Monopoly. (laughs)
2: Yahtzee. So board games, you know what what the thought that came to my mind when you were talking about that and how it's been a really great time for you guys to connect as a family. You know that goes back to living out our faith too—is looking for the positive things in our lives. Oh yeah, mm. um, that really that build into our relationships and our families. And so taking that intentional time to build a relationship, and you know even though we've had a lot of access to social media and um, there's been a lot of things that we've been inundated with, um, there has been a stripping away of some of the unnecessary stuff too. Sure. Oh sure. And so and I do think I mean that's why we've seen so many marriages um, and and families that have either thrived or not is because there's been a lot of of time where we we had a lot of downtime where you just got to exist with people. Right. You know, and so learning um how to exist with each other mm-hmm. and and what that truly means and so you you have an opportunity to um exist with your family in a way that is connective. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Or exist with your family in a way that is um that is uh, complacent. Mm.
1: I do have a question because like Sarah has older kids mm. and you have much younger kids. Yeah. And my kid is, an he's infant. not, he's, he's an infant. My yeah. You boy. are literally keeping him my alive right now. My boy is turning four months Aww. this week. Oh, Shout out to Grayson. My little pop. My little pop. <laughs> my little pop. So um, what are ways, or, you know, both you guys can answer this, Mm -hmm. but what are ways that you connect with your your children, I was going to say students, your children individually? Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. yes, there's times to connect with family, and those are more... You know, like, all right, we're going to connect as a family. We might do a devotional as a family. We might pray as a family. But how do you connect with your kids individually? Because we all have our own individual walks. Right. And we're all different as people. Right. Mm -hmm. So, like, you have different personalities in your children. Mm -hmm. How do you connect with them? And how do you instill some of those values on their level in their own way?
0: That's a really, really great question. I don't know if any of you have read um, The Five Love Languages. Mm -hmm. But if if you haven't read that, read it. Your children probably fit in one of those categories as well. Haley's is um her love language is quality time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I know that the way to connect with her even like yesterday I was just going to the grocery store right. she wanted to go with me and have those conversations on the way there and on the way back mm-hmm. um words of affirmation you know for for Brady I'm a listener for him mm-hmm. he'll come in and just kind of spill all of his thoughts and give me and it's so cool right now he's 15 and he's hugging me I'm like what oh. um, I, I like the physical touch. Like I want the kids to come in and Allie's still eight and she's just so squishy and beautiful and warm and huggy Yeah. and I eat that up. So that's the time that I spend with her. But individually you kind of know as a parent, like what each child needs. Mm -hmm. And there are, there are times where Allie just wants to sit and play a board game and Mm -hmm. she's just rattling on and on and on with her thoughts. Now Mm -hmm. um, you'll find different ways to connect with your children and point them towards Christ. Allie, one thing that she does every morning, and again, this goes back to living out your own faith. And it they take ownership over their own faith if they see you living out your mm-hmm. own. And mm-hmm. she'll say to me, Are we gonna pray before I get on the bus? Mm-hmm. Every morning. Mm-hmm. You wow. know, of course, school just started back this week. Yeah. Right. But when school was in session, every morning it was, Are we gonna pray before I get on the yeah. bus? Yeah. Are we gonna pray before I get on the bus? And those are those connective points that point. She knows that's Im-
1: and she knows that's important. Yes, right.
0: and she, yes, and she needs that because she's yeah. asking for that. Now, Haley. Right. She struggles with a lot of anxiety, so we talk a lot about that, and then I point her to Scripture. She just started that devotional mm. that you had given her, mm. because I'm continually pointing her that way. But right. they because have to she take,
1: needs the words. Yeah, she right. needs she needs the words. Right. Yes, she right. needs like she needs the scriptural reference points to right. be like, yes. all right, I'm feeling this way, but God says this thing. Yes. that's cool.
0: And she's she's 13, so. With our teenagers, they're really able to make a lot of those decisions on their own and we're guiding them right now. Now, if you force issue, you have to be in your devotions, you have to do this, you have to do that. I mean, we can do that, and I have done that for a long time because it's developmental, right? right. To, yeah. to create, At a certain age, and then, then you have to let them kind right. of take right. it over. And she she is. She's taking ownership of that now. Mm-hmm. She realizes that there's a spiritual deficit there with her, that she's really searching for something right. for right. some mm. for some confirmation that God is going to give her the peace that she needs so she's searching for that right now so that's exciting you know you'll I think it's developmental it depends on where your child is Mm -hmm. like for Brady we can just have open conversations about his faith and he shares his faith really openly with his friends yeah Yeah. so that I think it's creating that environment too Mm -hmm. so your kids know where you're standing where Mm -hmm. your faith is right and then you know how to connect individually with them
1: you know it's funny like um right before you get into that the word does say like you know having, you know, like planting seed. Oh, yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that way there is a harvest. Right. And it's like us as parents mm-hmm. are, are called to not only plant seed, but also to cultivate the soil that it's going to grow. Right. right. And that In. can
0: sound really overwhelming. Yes, yeah. it But can. as parents we are not called to bring that to fruition right yes. God is faithful so right, is as parents faithful. don't let that be overwhelming parents that was You're a good you are planting word. little seeds and God is faithful he yeah. will water he will bring it to fruition so that's right
2: just start he with, who began start a good word. Right?
1: yes
0: yeah. yes
2: yeah. so mm-hmm. start small well I do want to say for for the the parents who have children who are like young young like five, yeah. my daughter is five my son is uh three you know it's their their personalities are so developmental right now they're 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 coming into their own like charlotte i can see her personality really coming through and judah too but with regards to figuring out like what they need from Mm -hmm. you that's something that we're still kind of in the in the learning stage of um and that's where those routines come in those routines and i know you've
0: been reading to them every night but that would be so 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 yeah so
2: we read and um but one of the the patterns that we've gotten into with regards to our faith and living out our faith is you know we pray um, before we go to sleep and Charlotte is like, she thinks that I am the authority for prayer (laughs) and I
1: let her believe that. Jesus listens to mom.
2: That's right. That's right. But you know, like, um, some prayer is something that I've always uh, struggled to do naturally. Sure. Um, and And so and you're not the only one. No, you're not. And so I, um, so for me, it's really important for me to like, just pray with my children. And so, and I, I've even actually this quick story, um, you know, like I'm getting more, uh, into like remembering it's not into but remembering to pray when for healing so like the other day (laughs) i was like joe had a headache and i'm like joe i'm gonna pray for you i was like everybody want to come and put put your hands on daddy we're going to pray for him and for healing right and charlotte and it was interesting because charlotte was like she got really shy Mm -hmm. and judah was like i'm not doing this and but i (laughs) laid my hands i laid my hands on joe and i prayed for healing for him and then later Mm -hmm. like hours later judah came up to him and laid his hand on his neck and yeah. said, "Jesus, please be with Daddy and heal his neck." You know, and mm. and so like, um, for me, it didn't me, happen in the moment. It didn't happen in the moment, but
1: it planted a seed of it, and it, it right. happened later. And it
2: happened later. And they're watching you walk out your faith to right. to live yeah. out your faith. Right? And so, as little as little ones, you know, for me, it's it's more about uh, you know figuring out how to nurture them, but just saying, okay, for me, I'm gonna cultivate a family attitude of prayer. Yeah, mm-hmm. and even for my husband. Yeah, it's great. It, <laughs> bless my husband. I love my husband so much, but I was like, Joe, I'm going to pray for you. And I'm like, you know, and he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. You can pray for me. <laughs> you know? So, cause he didn't grow up in that. Yeah, he didn't yeah, grow up yeah, in that right, pattern. And yeah. so, but, but again, because of me praying, you know, the other night, um, I, I told Charlotte she needed to pray on her own. And then she was like, what, you're not going to pray for me? And she's like, Daddy, you need to come pray for me. And so Daddy went in and, and Aww, prayed for her, you know? And, and so cute. it's just like, those are the types of things. If we don't stop to look at, at the fruit of what we're, even yeah. the small things that we're trying to and do. And that has
1: such eternal value. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. Know? Right. It mm-hmm. has such eternal value. Absolutely. You know, because like I think about my grandmother and asked me to pray for her legs and mm. like for healing and things like that. And they yeah. got healer? No. Or, you know, maybe that wasn't his will in those moments. Right. But that instilled a greater sense of faith for me to ask God for something greater. Right, right, And so right. it's like, man, I can ask God for greater because yeah. of those little moments. That's right. But Amen. I did have one more question. Yeah. Especially for you guys. Um, Now, as far as, all right, so living out your faith, set, finding those rhythms, teaching your children individually. How do you set some parameters for them, especially as far as discipline, mm. to keep them away from some of the stuff that the world might offer them. Right. How are some ways that as parents can we pour into the parents that are listening to say maybe we need to set parameters here because even Christ sets parameters for oh, us. Oh, sure.
2: Way to, way to drop that question at the end. You know what I, I mean?
1: mean <laughs> I mean, I mean, we got a little time. We still got a little time. That's right. I just that's just right. maybe something little quick, maybe a little nugget for a parent that's out there that's like, man, I'm having a hard time setting you know some boundaries for my kids. What are some ways that you've done that for your kids,
2: Sarah? Do you want to talk about smashing a phone?
1: <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah. That's actually a great segue. That's I, I was yes. thinking yeah. about that. Okay. That's great.
0: Well, I've got a I've got a story on that. Um, I my 15 year old had a cell phone, and he was listening to explicit music, and his grades were not. I mean, over the pandemic, he struggled online. Yeah. yeah. You know, we have a lot of but. To, to go back to what you're asking, we have a lot of open conversation, a yeah. lot. And yeah. I, as a parent, am very consistent about checking his media. Right. Mm. Um, so consistency. Yes. So we, and and we had a, a moment on his phone. Was I was reading some of his messages that he was very ungrateful mm. for some of the things that he had been given, mm-hmm. and it just came to the point where we had an evening where all of these things kind of built up all at the same time. And this had been going on for months. We were dealing with all of these issues for months and it all kind of built up where I found the ungrateful text just very, um, he acted like he was deserving of certain things. In- thank you. That's yes. the word I was looking for. Yes. Um, really? And he, there was a entitlement attitude in there, you know, mm-hmm. and we had found a couple more grades because he hadn't turned things in or he'd gotten zeros on them or whatever, um, and then the explicit music, we had been dealing with that for a while because you can get clean versions, mm-hmm. right? You can, you can listen to that, but mm-hmm. get the clean version, right? Right. right. Um, but we've also talked about what's good for your brain and what's good for, you know, because right. you can't unhear it once yep. you've heard yeah. it, yep. right? So we've had a lot of conversations irrigate, about, about that.
2: Aggregate.
0: Well, yes. ears
1: are a gate, the eyes are a gate. Yep. Right, Absolutely.
0: exactly right. So we talked about all those things. So it was, it all happened one evening and it's been a terrible week. And <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I was under a lot of stress with a lot of different things and found these things on the phone and Honestly, I had just, just had it. Um, he knows what the standards are, so I took his cell phone downstairs after checking it because I do a regular check on his phone. Well, before that, I went out in the garage got a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I said to him. Do you know what I found on your phone? And I went through it with him. So this was not a thing this was not out of rage. Yeah, like, yeah. And this was a parenting moment. It literally yes. yeah. was. It was yes. not I mean, I was angry, but this was not this was not something And done You can in rage. have anger, like righteous, oh, sure. righteous
2: anger versus it's a, it's
0: destructive anger sure. is yeah, it's different. Yeah. yeah. So I showed him what was on the phone and his face fell, and I could tell, like he, I mean, he knew I was really upset. And I said this is not happening anymore.
1: I'm just remembering all the moments where my mom caught me doing something and like my face would drop because she actually knew (laughs) what I was actually doing wrong. Oh, there was no
0: hiding it. I mean, obviously, I mean, he's... Very. Once we confront him with something, he's like, "Yep, I did that." You know. So I put it down on the cement floor in the basement because it wasn't finished at that point, and I beat the tar out of it with a hammer, and that was the end of that. And I was, I felt much better.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But you felt much better. But you, you even told us about like how Brady's attitude changed and how much he has like shifted. He
0: has grown so much. It Mm -hmm. has been parents. You're doing them a favor if you take their media away. It has been he has become a completely different person, completely Mm. different Mm. person. And it's not, it wasn't, it was a lot less about the grades and a lot more about his character. Right. And about his attitude. And he has just, I'm telling you, in the last three months, just 4 months whatever it's been blossomed. He has yeah. he is a pleasure to be around. He is wonderful to be around yeah. right now. And it it was a growing moment for him too. He right. understands right. why that happened. And of course we talked about it afterwards. So to answer your question, open communication is huge with your kids, but you there are tools and accountability. Maybe Maria, yes. Yeah. And maybe Maria can speak into this, but there are tools to Set up safety measures on phones yeah. and yeah. tablets, and, and a lot of parents know what those are already. Right. Yeah. right. But I would say, as a parent, the main thing is being consistent. Yes. Yeah and open communication your kids need to know that they can come to you and talk to you right and we talk about about anything my kids know that i've told them i don't care what it is right you're never going to be in trouble for coming to me right you know if something comes up or you don't know what a word means and i don't know how many conversations we've had about words they brought home from school for sure for sure so many but Mm -hmm. i've asked them please don't go to the internet or your friends come to me
1: first right 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 that's something that i've like decided to cultivate as a new father is like i want my son to be able to come to me with anything right like right. come talk to dad because it does not matter what you've done right. we'll talk about that stuff yeah. right and there's, there's going to be
2: accountability
0: there's gonna be, there's, right. yeah there's
1: gonna be, we're going to talk mm-hmm. about some of those things but right. i never want you to be afraid to be like yo my dad doesn't listen right or, he doesn't know right,
0: right. and your that, kids really know that they're that loved right they will mm-hmm. with most things i mean yeah. some things they may not but
2: right and so that to, to bring it all back around and, and tie it with a nice pretty bow Living out your faith with your family really requires, I mean, if we had to put some words to it, it would be to, um, knowing what you're looking for. Mm. Um, where where are you walking? You know, mm. what are you hoping to gain from teaching your children how to walk out their faith? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, how do you hold your children accountable? How do you hold yourself accountable?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: And then how do you how do you be open and uh, use words that are going to be life giving, but mm. still um, you know, life giving doesn't mean um,
1: without discipline, word?
2: without discipline. Yeah. Life, you know, discipline just means to teach. Yeah. Right. You know, and so if we change discipline and we so oftentimes we get discipline and punishment mixed up. Right. Yes. And so if we yes. if we remember that discipline is teaching our children um, the way to go, hmm. a, instead of punishment, and you know the difference. You know, yeah. as if you've if you've been in any type of relationship or you've been in charge of somebody, you know the difference between discipline and punishment. It feels different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I
0: would I would even go as, as far as to say, rather than saying punishment, I would say consequences because there right. are always consequences, good or bad, well, to that anything in that in we discipline. do.
2: Yeah, and that comes and that comes in discipline. And so, so it's really just um, working on your own walk. Yeah. And being a model and then, and, and teaching, uh, through example, using your actions, your mm, words yeah. and, and what you, what you're consuming yourself. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah. as you, as you continue to build into that, because it doesn't happen overnight, it's, it's over the course of a lifetime. Yeah. It's over the course of a lifetime. We're never going to be where we're going. Right. right. Yeah. You know, like right. the, cause our, cause our final destination isn't here. And give and yourselves think, a little grace right. yeah, along like, the way.
1: With children is different stages. Right. Cause even myself now yeah. as a. Uh, uh, not, I'm not young, but I guess I'm young. I'm still young. You are. Oh, you are I'm, young. I'm very young, right? <laughs> We're the uh, same age. <laughs> but as an uh, as an adult now, instead of like being an adult is very different than being underage, right? Like right. you go to your parents for different things, and but as you grow, you like you start understanding some of those things, and mm-hmm. so you go to your parents for different things, oh, right. for yeah. more understanding, right. and mm-hmm. like like better clarity for the things that they've tried to teach you before, but now you're actually learning for yourself. Right. And so it's like, you know, there are different stages of this too. And, and yeah. knowing that as well, that, mm-hmm. you know, yep. even, no matter what age you're at, you're still discipling your children. You're still walking oh, with yeah. your family. Right. You're still teaching them things, you know, yeah. because what I know about Christ now is very different than what I knew about Christ when I was 15. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And
0: empowering your kids to seek him on their own. That's yes. huge because yes. they can walk us, they can watch us walk out our faith. Right. And that's a beautiful, wonderful, and we need to be doing that but we really need to encourage and empower our kids yeah. to walk out their own faith and to find Christ themselves. Yes.
2: One thing that the, and we'll, we'll end on this is, you know, like I, everybody always talks about how Ecclesiastes is so uh, depressing and it is, but I, <laughs> and, it but is. I <laughs> and it is. but I actually find a little bit of comfort in there because, you know, it always resonates to me that there's nothing new under the sun.
1: Yeah.
2: Everything that we're experiencing now feels new but it's not new. Yeah, You know, God has already been here. He's already worked it out. Um, You know, we can see patterns playing out throughout generations. And so we just have to look to the past and gain some insight and then figure out what God is looking for us uh, in our own lives going forward. But Mm. there's nothing new. What you're experiencing, whether it's positive or negative, is you're not alone. Yeah, You know, And, and God is always walking with you and we're always walking here as well. So if you um have any questions if you are uh something resonated with you or something was like whoa <laughs> <That's>
1: <laughs> you guys <too>
2: much. <laughs> you guys just went down a whole rabbit hole <laughs> we want you to, to reach out to us yeah, we, we want to talk to you about those things because you know we're we're building our tribe you know like mm-hmm. this is our Southridge tribe this is our opportunity to really build into the people that we're connected with and uh and that's not just us coming to you come to us you yeah. know um, so thank you for listening again today we're uh we're we're gonna explore another facet of this next week we're going to talk about what it means to live out your faith in your church and your community
1: yep.
2: um, which is going to be a huge topic because the church as we know it has changed forever has. yes a yes. um, community as we know it has changed forever and so I think that we really want to speak into what that what we have prayed into and, and felt like that is looking like for us mm-hmm. so thanks again have a great day and we'll see, see you on next, next week. week see you next week